Over the past few years, the Memphis Grizzlies have risen to become one of the best teams in the NBA by making astute decisions, but also being very aggressive when it comes to investing and believing in their youth. And as they, when with the NBA season now officially over, as they approach the draft and free agency, remaining astute, but also aggressive could continue to pay dividends for the Grizzlies. That and much more on this edition of the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. Here we go. Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome one and all to the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having an absolutely great start to your Father's Day weekend. It's crazy to think that we already are almost halfway through the 2022 calendar year, but it's also crazy to think that this NBA season is now over. Of course, you can find myself at Stats SAC. You can find my co-host, Michael Cole. He'll be back with me all week long discussing the NBA draft. You can find him at DeMichael C. You can find my written work over at Grizzly Bear Blues, his over at Commercial Appeal, and you can also find all of our great product when it comes to Locked on Grizzly in perspective right here on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button below, as well as free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, it's free, and that's where we will be. So the Grizzlies are now officially, all teams are now officially into the NBA all season. Congratulations to the Golden State Warriors who emerged as the 2022 NBA champions. I believe that the talk about Steph being one of the greatest of all time, the Warriors being a true dynasty, all those different things, Yes, they are all true. Obviously, for Grizzlies, for, on, on, in terms of the Grizzlies and their fans, one of the more fun moments of the year was seeing Clay Thompson call out Jaron Jackson Jr. for a tweet that he had put out, you know, several months ago. Not sure why that worked its way into uh, um, Clay Thompson's, you know, comments after the finals. No, no disrespect to Clay Thompson; he's an all-time great when it comes to a shooter, a big part of one of the best dynasties in basketball history. But just funny to see that Clay Thompson was thinking about the Grizzlies after his team had won the finals. But in general, in general, the big takeaway from all this remains the same. During the regular season, the Memphis Grizzlies, the second, third youngest team in the NBA by whoever you listen to, they had the second best record in the NBA. And it can be argued that the Grizzlies gave the eventual NBA champion Warriors their hardest test in the playoffs. Now, those aren't two things that, you know, you're not going to hang banners if you're the Grizzlies. This isn't something to brag about, but it is relevant. It's relevant that the Grizzlies had the second-best record in the NBA this season, but it's also relevant that they gave the Warriors one of their harder, if not hardest, tests during this playoff run. That lets the Grizzlies know just how close they are to truly being a contender and with how young they are. With how young they are. Again, I say with how young they are, the fact is, is that they have one of the better chances of remaining in that contention window for several years to come. But of course, with that being said, the other thing to think about is this. With the with how young the Grizzlies are and with how they dealt with injuries both during the regular season and the postseason, the truth about it is this. Is that if the Grizzlies were to not necessarily make that many moves this offseason, 
They don't make a significant signing. They don't make a significant trade. Perhaps they bring back a Tyus Jones. They make a couple of picks in the draft. Going into next season, the product of the Grizzlies looks very similar to how it ended this season. That probably would be an astute move. And the reason why is because, once again, the Grizzlies have consistently bet on themselves. They bet on their decisions. They bet on the development of their youth. They've bet on their culture. And look where it's led them. The point that I'm getting at is, is that it probably would be an astute move. You've re-signed Taylor Jenkins long-term. You've got Zach Kleiman in the fold long-term. If there's not moves that clearly make this team better, the astute move is to simply build off what you did last year and bet on growth from this team once again. Think about it. Dylan Brooks remaining healthy. That is something that certainly could allow for the best players on this Grizzlies team, Ja, Jaron, Desmond, Dylan, Zaire, Brandon Clark, for them to play more, get more chemistry. That will pay off in the playoffs. When it comes to shooting, you saw a bit of fall off from Jaron from what he, where he was in the past, Kyle from where he was in the past, Anthony Melton, Dylan from where they were in the past. What if they were to improve with more repetitions during the regular season if this team were to stay together? If health is there on their sides, repetition is there on their sides, those players I mentioned potentially get their shot back. That helps out in the playoffs. The Grizzlies overall injury-wise benefiting them. You, you, perhaps better injury management by the Grizzlies. Not necessarily saying that what they ran into with Desmond Bain and Steven Adams and John Morant when it came to injury issues in the playoffs. I'm not saying that's the Grizzlies' fault. But the plan is for the Grizzlies now is that, again, they know how to navigate the regular season. With that being said, giving their players the proper rest to be able to be as fresh as possible for the playoffs, that will give them a good chance of being able to advance to where they want to go in the playoffs. And, of course, beyond the overall shooting improvement, if you can have your best players healthy, then you've got the opportunity to have a defense that clearly can make a difference in the playoffs. So the other thing that this hits on is, is that I understand that the Grizzlies won a lot without Dylan Brooks this year. And I know that in the playoffs, we saw the best of Dylan and the worst of Dylan. I understand that. And I know that he's an expiring contract. And I will say, I've said it myself, if the Grizzlies were to explore potential trade opportunities for Dylan Brooks because of the fact that they don't feel it's going to make sense for them to pay him what he'll want on his next contract, I think that's a just reason to move him. Just like the Grizzlies had a just reason to move Jonas Valanciunas. But here's a big key. Here's a big key to all of this. Last year, the Grizzlies had a just move in place for Jonas Valanciunas because it not only allowed for them to go get a big man who didn't need the ball as much, much as Jonas Valanciunas to still make an impact, but it also allowed for them to move up in the draft to get a type of player they truly coveted in Zaire Williams. If that scenario is here for the Grizzlies this year, by all means, make it happen with Dylan Brooks. But if the Grizzlies are finding that the value for Dylan Brooks is, for instance, what um, Houston got for Christian Wood, I don't think that's as, that is that desirable of an opportunity to trade Dylan Brooks. You don't trade Dylan Brooks just to trade him. I get the understanding, or I hear the understanding, I may not necessarily get it, that some may think that Dylan Brooks not being on the Grizzlies frees up shots for players to find better shot quality when they're out on the court, and that may be true. But this Grizzlies defense is among the best in the NBA 
when Dylan and Jaron Jackson Jr. are together. And now if they if everybody stays on the team, you've got another year of them being all together. That only helps. So when it comes to Dylan Brooks, when it comes to DeAnthony Melton, when it comes to Steven Adams, you know your product that you have with them on the court together. You know that that puts you in a position to at least have a chance. Every team that's an NBA champion has things go their way outside of their control. Good health, a few breaks along the way. The Grizzlies had were in a position to have a chance with the team that they currently have. You don't change that up just for the sake of making a change. The astute approach is to bet once again on the continued development of your youth and feel that the areas that you need to improve in, you will as time goes on. Because the Grizzlies already know what they're good at. And in the playoffs, they made adjustments to improve in areas that they had to improve in to advance. This team is young and talented enough to make the adjustments that it'll need to. And if a big move is out there that makes sense, go do it. But don't do a move just to do a move. Stick with what you got because up to this point, the Grizzlies betting on what they have has led to nothing but better than expected results. And hopefully that will continue moving forward. But of course, you also don't want to just set assets aside. You want to gain as much value as possible from the assets that you have. And while the Grizzlies potentially could consolidate those assets in an attempt to maybe move up in the draft, at the end of the day, my hope for the Grizzlies is that they remain aggressive no matter what. We'll discuss that in just a moment. Before we do, though, I want to talk with you about Athletic Greens. Think about Athletic Greens as this. It's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, this contains one contains less than one gram of contains less than one gram of sugar. No GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good. It supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness. The thing about it is also this, is that Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to, to on, a compl on a complicated supplement routine to recover. It was costing him $100 a day. Well, to make it easy for you, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit, visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB Networks. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash MLB Network to take ownership over your health and keep, pick up the ultimate, ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Now, I'll be honest, I got through off a bit there reading that ad read because I got an alert on the phone. It was Woj. Didn't have anything to do with the Grizzlies or a trade or anything like that. But we're at that time of the year. And of course, we're also at the time of the year of the ultimate NBA mock draft. Going on right now, this week, you will hear the picks that myself and Michael made for the Grizzlies at 22 and 29. Make sure to check out the Locked On NBA Ultimate Mock Draft 2022 for the latest breakdown of all things NBA draft. So with the, no surprise, the Grizzlies find themselves once again in the spotlight when it comes to being a team that you're not hearing a lot about when it comes to actual news that's out there. Yes, we're getting leaks, we're getting news breakdowns, we're you know getting you know um, a lot of different sources saying this player worked out for the Grizzlies, that player worked out for the Grizzlies, what have you. But the thing is, is that typically you're going to see the Grizzlies move in silence when it comes to potential moves that we will see. But if history were to suggest 
the Grizzlies in recent years have been among the most active teams when it comes to draft night. Think about it. Brandon Clark, Desmond Bain, Xavier Tillman, Zaire Williams, and Santi Aldama. Six of, or five of the draft picks that the Grizzlies have drafted, they all were done as a result of a trade. That's correct. In each of those instances, the Grizzlies moved up to grab a player that they want. And with two first-round picks this year, plus, if it makes sense, a few attractive potential veterans on expiring contracts, the Grizzlies once again could do exactly that. And my thought, and this is where I'm at when it comes to the NBA draft. We've got several other prospect breakdowns we're going to do before Thursday night. But where I'm at for the Grizzlies when it comes to the NBA draft is while an astute approach with their current roster, with their players in the NBA right now, is continuing to bet on the youth and development that they have in place, an aggressive approach, I feel, is what makes sense in this draft. But there are a couple of different ways that I mean by being aggressive. For one, and we've talked about different scenarios where the Grizzlies can do this, for one, it's trading up. Now, again, as I mentioned, the Grizzlies have two first-round picks this year. They've got two first-round picks in 2024. they got a bevy of second-round picks against some veterans on some expiring contracts. The Grizzlies have assets to potentially move up if they find a player that is falling, I believe, that really makes sense. The Grizzlies pick at 22. I really don't think they're going to like what the price may be to try to move up like into the top 10 maybe even the lottery, maybe around 13 or 14 that changes. Because then you have, you know, the Hornets who who are rumored to want to trade one of their first two first round picks, which is 13 and 15 for potential immediate help. You've got the Cavaliers who would love to trade back for an extra first round pick in this year's draft. It's being reported around pick 13. It starts to get interesting. And that is a range in which I think the Grizzlies could potentially find a price they're okay paying and move up in the draft. And for me personally, two players, and I mentioned them, but two players that I feel the Grizzlies should be aggressive to go get are A.J. Griffin and Jalen Duran. Now, I've talked about Jalen Duran on multiple occasions, but here's the reason why I want A.J. Griffin, and this leads to the other part of my conversation about being aggressive. I want the Grizzlies to once again go after shooting. That is where I want the Grizzlies to be aggressive as well. I completely understand and I completely support on a couple of notions. The Grizzlies, number one, valuing shooters who are also going to add value elsewhere to where their impact on the game is not just based solely on shooting. Because if the shot doesn't fall, well, then they potentially become a liability. That's why you want players who have the ability to add value outside of shooting. That's completely logical. The other thing is, is that the Grizzlies also seem to put an emphasis on shooters who have shown the production of good shot selection. Their assist-to-turnover ratio is good. Their true shooting percentage is good. Effective field goal percentage is good. They've shown the ability to get to the rim as well as shoot the three. So putting emphasis on players that can add value outside of their shooting and also metrics that show that the players the Grizzlies could target are good decision makers when it comes to their shooting, that's critical. But I also think that the Grizzlies have shown that they truly can develop 
the shooting quality of players. And if Memphis were to focus on a young talent with pedigree that has shown good shooting upside, I think it's a match made in heaven. And that's not just theoretical. It, 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 there's proof out there. Think about it. The two players that the Grizzlies have focused on that have had the most shooting upside since Zach Kleiman came in as general manager are Desmond Bain and Zaire Williams. Now, Desmond Bain was arguably the best shooter in the 2020 draft, but two years later, less than two years later, actually 18 months later, he arguably is one of the top 10 shooters in the NBA right now because of how the Grizzlies had developed him as a shooter. Zaire Williams struggled for the first several months of his NBA season, but from February on last season, basically over the last third of the season, Zaire Williams was tied for second among rookies who attempted at least three or at least 103 point field goal attempts. Zaire Williams was tied for second in terms of three point field goal percentage. From February through the end of the year, over 29 games, Zaire Williams attempted nearly four threes per game, made 1.5 threes per game, and averaged nearly 39% on his threes. The Grizzlies can develop shooters. You've seen the improvement of John Morant. You've seen in spurts the improvement of Jared Jackson Jr., Kyle Anderson, DeAnthony Melton, though each of those players have fell off a bit. But you've also seen Tyus Jones really unlock the shooting part of his game since he's arrived in Memphis. Taylor Jenkins and his staff have multiple examples of how they can improve the overall shooting capability of players. That is why in this draft, which has several players that have legitimate upside as shooters in the NBA and different player profiles, that's why I think it's okay for the Grizzlies to perhaps put a bit more emphasis on shooting upside instead of shooting upside plus value elsewhere. Just as much as the Grizzlies can unlock the shooting potential of young players, they also can find ways to allow for them to improve in other areas. Look at Zaire Williams' defense when he got called to you know big defensive assignments even in the playoffs. So my point is, is that Memphis, on a couple of different fronts, should remain aggressive. That means if they find a deal that they like and they can go up and get, for instance, an A.J. Griffin, go get him. Move. Go. Get. We know Zach Kleiman loves to move around the draft board. Make it happen. But even if they remain in place, there are a few names out there that I really think make sense for Memphis to go after because once they're in the Memphis development track, I am going to be, I at least personally, am going to be very excited to see what can happen. Not only in terms of them realizing the shooting upside, many suggest that they have, but also the potential for those type of players to add value to their games in other ways. We'll discuss that in just a moment. But before we do, just as I had mentioned that you could probably bet that Zach Kleiman is going to make a move before the draft in terms of moving up the draft board or some type of trade he feel help, if he feels will help the Grizzlies out, if you enjoy betting and wagering on sports, then the best place for you to be able to use is betonline.net. Because the one thing that it does, it makes it fast and easy for you to set up your betting so that your focus can be on the factors that matter to you when it comes to making the right bets. That's right. You don't want to have to struggle 
with setting up the opportunity to bet and wager on sports. You want that to be easy so you can focus on the details. Whether it be your mobile device or your laptop, go to betaline.net. Fastest and easiest way for you to bet on any sports that you want. It's going to make your day better. Later on this week on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast, we obviously will continue to break down a few more intriguing prospects for the Grizzlies, their profiles, and why they make sense for Memphis. Plus, obviously, draft night into Friday. We will make sure to break down all the latest news when it comes to the Grizzlies post-draft analysis. That and much more on this week's edition of Locked on Grizzlies between myself and Michael Cole. Make sure you check it out. So we've talked about the Grizzlies being astute. They made a stoop move after a stoop move through the years with Zach Kleiman. They find themselves at a great point in time with this roster. Another astute move for them, an astute approach to this offseason, is not making moves just to make moves. The Grizzlies never have done that. But the point is, is that anybody who suggests that perhaps the Grizzlies would be better off without a current player on this roster, I don't necessarily think that's the case. Because there's still plenty of room for this roster to grow with how young they are, plus how injury plagued, injuries plagued a few years a few players last year in critical areas, keeping Dylan Brooks out for much of the season, John Moran obviously in the playoffs. But the other area where I wanted to talk about a mindset was being aggressive. Again, moving up makes sense, but being aggressive towards something this team need, needs and something this team is good at developing is shooting upside. And the fact is, is that the Grizzlies at 22 and 29, there are several players who have good shooting upside that the Grizzlies could make a run for. Yes, a lot of these players are high risk, high reward. They could be just as easily a bust of a prospect as they could be a boom. But again, it's having faith in the Grizzlies' ability to develop, to develop players. And the Grizzlies have one of the best recent track records in the NBA of doing just that. Now, why not take a chance? You took a chance last year with the lottery pick with Zaire Williams, and right now, going forward, it looks like a pretty good selection. Well, this time around, you're not having to invest as valuable of a pick, and you have an assortment of options that you could go after that could offer shooting upside even if they come with some risks. Names I'm talking about are Patrick Baldwin Jr., Jaden Hardy, Caleb Houston, Max Christie, Blake Wesley. A few of those are, are more guards than they are wings. But the point is, is that at the very least, if the Grizzlies moving forward, don't necessarily think that Dylan Brooks is a long-term member of the Grizzlies. Perhaps they may not think that DeAnthony Melton is a long-term member of the Grizzlies. Though both of those players have every, you should have every reason to want them on the team next year. Perhaps the Grizzlies find a source they really love and they want to potentially get a big, a bigger wing like a Houston or a Patrick Baldwin Jr. to come in as a shooting upside source to take the spot that Kyle Anderson leaves behind. I want to see the Grizzlies once again put an investment, take a chance on a shooter. Because their track record with Desmond Bain and Zaire Williams has been absolutely phenomenal. When it comes to picking rookie shooters over the past two years, it's hard to find a team that's done better than the Grizzlies. Well, this time around, you've got the shooting upside of a big-bodied player like a Patrick Baldwin Jr. or a wing like Caleb Houston, an all-around you know, potential shooting prospect in Max Christie, a, a shot creator who easily can find his own shot and can be a microwave scorer in Jaden Hardy, and the same with Blake Wesley. 
I'm not necessarily saying that any of these players, in my opinion, are an absolute lock to be a significant NBA talent, that they're going to be the sleeper of the draft. I'm not saying that. But with the Grizzlies' need for shooting upside going forward, with their ability to uh, develop shooting upside, and with their overall track record recently of drafting and developing players to become more than many anticipated that would be, that's about as good of a combination of bringing in a talent with a pedigree like a Baldwin Jr. or a Houston or a Christie, bringing them into the Grizzlies' culture and development track and having faith we can make the most of it. Because at the end of the day, what do you have to lose? These are the type of chances that you want to take. You want to find significant values in draft picks, especially as go much, especially with how much you're going to have to pay your main cog, the main cogs of your core moving forward. So go upside, at least with one of your picks. If you want to combine them together and go get an AJ Griffin, I think that's perfectly logical because you're taking a chance on a player with significant shooting upside, which not only is a need, but also something you know that your franchise develops well. So again, I get the Grizzlies value that shooting production, being able to see that not only can a player hit shots, but he takes the right shots. His shot selection is good. I get the value in that. And there are a few veterans out there who may meet that criteria that the Grizzlies may want to go after as well. But why not combine the two approaches if you keep both your picks? Get you a player who potentially could help immediately, like a Wendell Moore or, or a Marjan Beauchamp, though the Marjan is more of a defensive guy right now who doesn't really have you know, a reliable shot. You could help it develop. Get that type of guy, a wing presence who could step up immediately and contribute. But on that same end, take a chance on a player with shooting upside and trust your ability to develop it. Because at the end of the day, if the Grizzlies can once again Take a chance on a player with pedigree. Take a chance on a player with significant shooting upside and develop that player. That's, again, a great hedge approach to what if for some reason you're not able to keep Dylan or DeAnthony? What if for some reason Zion Williams may not develop as you hoped? You don't think that's going to happen. But it's never a bad thing to take multiple chances on guys with high pedigrees coming into the NBA and trusting that your franchise can develop them by focusing on their strengths and making them relevant players. I completely understand the red flags that are around a Patrick Baldwin Jr. or a Jaden Hardy or what have you. I get it. The shot numbers weren't there, and they certainly didn't show a lot of good potential outside of their shot to add value. But at the end of the day, the Grizzlies, with where they are right now, being as youthful, deep, and talented as they are, the need to find value for value out of cheap sources for future years, which would be on rookie deals, and with their overall ability to draft good and develop good, the Grizzlies have every reason to remain aggressive and go after players who have high pedigrees and good shooting upside because it, it helps them address a need and it also plays into their strengths as a franchise of developing the shots of players. So if you're not necessarily on board with the Patrick Baldwin Jr. or Houston or Christie or Hardy because there's not a lot of value so far in their games or there's not been, not been a lot of production in their games outside of their shot, I get it. And, and again, at the end of the night, the Grizzlies may not go that route, and that's perfectly fine. My whole point is, is that for a team that has been aggressive on draft night in the past and it's worked out so far nearly every single time and they've been aggressive, 
keeping that same mindset in this year's draft by addressing an area of need by getting a shooting prospect or by getting a prospect with good shooting upside and having the faith that you can develop that and make them more than just a shooter. The Grizzlies have done it before. They've done it just about as good as anybody has over the past two or three years. Stick with that philosophy. And I think that the Grizzlies could find a diamond in the rough, a gem in this draft class if they go after a player with high upside, but also a person that they feel will buy into the Grizzlies culture and will be ready to get to work. Remaining astute, but staying aggressive. That, on many levels, is what has helped the Grizzlies get to where they are and why I think they should continue on that same approach, both adding to the current roster with, you know, current NBA talents, but also when it comes to the draft. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. Hit that subscribe button below on YouTube. Let us know what you think of the show in the comments. Check us out for free on all podcast platforms. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. DeMichael Cole will be back with me next week discussing all things NBA draft. Until then, have a great day. Go Grizzlies. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Locked On Grizzlies podcast.